We'll see. I'll talk. There I am. So see, there we go. Um, the slides are coming, maybe little by little. Uh, the lights we're not so sure about. Uh, uh, so welcome. Before we get into the what's not working right, I want to tell you how lovely it is to see you all here this morning. Uh, we have a few more folks than last week getting together. I see you're all wearing your mask. The governor says it's okay for me to... Oh, hallelujah. So the governor says it's okay for me to be up here at this distance from you without my mask on during the worship services. I do appreciate that you're all wearing your masks out there. We don't want anyone to get sick. We want to keep folks as healthy as possible. So thank you all. Thank you all for coming to be part of our on-campus worship. It's so nice to see you. This building has been without a worshiping community for too long now. Uh, we've been able to worship on our online campus and, and we're seeing many people join us there, but it's so nice to see fa friendly faces in the building. So thank you so much for being here. During our time that we've been away for COVID-19, you'll say we finished some projects. Uh, you can't see the beautiful lit stained glass, but you can see the beautiful stained glass. Thanks to Carl and those who helped Carl, Bob, and Scott uh, who helped install this. Maybe by the end of the service, we'll have lights. Who knows whether or not we'll have lights in that stained glass. Uh, if you've seen, the carpet is done. The extension is built. The ceiling has been changed. The lights are all in. If you're on your way out the door, peek your head in the fellowship hall. You'll see that it's been painted and the new floor is about halfway done over there. So we have not been quiet. We have not been bored here at Hosanna during the COVID-19 break. But we've been doing many things to prepare us for what comes next. I had a professor in seminary who used to tell me all the time, when things are going really well at your church... That's when something screwy happens, that the devil, the devil doesn't like that. God is being glorified and magnified in our congregation in so many ways. We're reaching out in ministry. We're full staff with Heather joining us for the 1030 and the 9 o'clock services here for music. We're, we're sharing the gospel. We're being innovative in so many ways. And I think the devil just doesn't like that. And so the devil does things like turns off the lights on Sunday morning and has us wrestle with computers. I've been, uh, been told that in the Bible and since then there's been, there's been thousands of years, literally hundreds of years that folks worshipped in darkened places without AV. So I think we should be okay today. A couple announcements before we begin after all of that. A reminder, you can sign up for virtual Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School that will be held live on Facebook and then saved on our YouTube page for folks to do that wherever. That starts the 22nd. That's a Monday from now. If you're interested, please do register and then stop by the church to pick up all of the craft activities, all of the, the things required for the projects, um, Bible study questions, everything you need for your students students, your kids, your neighbors, your nieces and nephews to do Vacation Bible School at home. And then the video will lead them through those projects once or many times during the day, saved on our Facebook page. All of that is free of charge this year. Feel free to, to sign up for that and get right on board with that. So that's Vacation Bible School. That's coming along. <clears throat> 
Monday Hot Meals and our Wednesday feeding program continues on a grab-and-go basis. You can pick up food uh, or have food delivered on Mondays and Wednesdays. You can contact the church office about that. Church Council meets this Monday night, so if you have a council report that's due, please do drop that off. And there are new things happening all the time. We're going to continue to worship like this during phase two. And then when the governor in the White House and everyone tells us we're okay for phase three, we'll be adding some new things. Our Bible studies will be able to come back onto the campus. Uh, For those that meet here, we'll be able to welcome more people. The chairs will feel more familiar uh, after that. Good. We will hear music today. Uh, if you are wearing your masks and you just can't help yourself and you need to sing or hum a little bit, please, uh, you can certainly do that. However, if you can restrain from singing, that would be best. That would keep, not you guys, you guys have to really <laughs> sing. And if you're watching on the Facebook campus, you have to sing at home in your shower or wherever. But if you're here, if you could not sing, that would be fantastic. I'll do my best to try not to do that up here. Today our offering plate is at the back. We're not going to pass that around. Uh, If you could continue to support our ministry by leaving an offering, a tithe or a gift in the offering plate, that would be fantastic. Thank you to those of you, so many of you who continue to give throughout uh, this season of coronavirus. Uh, Our budget looks really good thanks to your generous gifts. So thank you very much for all of that. But if you could continue to support our ministry, the offering plate is back there. Also, the Holy Communion today will be taken with you. Um, As you see, we're on top of new carpet. and, And so to stop the spread of some germs, we have these little individual communion cups that you peel off a little plastic layer and you get to the bread, the body of Christ. You peel off a foil layer and you get to the the wine, the blood of Christ underneath. They're kind of shaky to open, to tell you the truth. And so what we'd like to do is have you pick one up from the uh, ushers as you leave the sanctuary, and then you will commune yourself outside or in your car or take them to with loved ones and, and commune elsewhere today. So not going to do that with those shaky cups on top of A, on top of new carpet, and B, we don't want to spread germs around. So we're very practical here. So that will be at the end of the service. I think that's all the announcements. Are we ready? You may stand if you are so able as we hear now our opening hymn. Sing 
was washed away, now I stand here forgiven, and I know that I am saved, I won't be put to shame, and oh my soul, sing to the God of the ages, sing to the Lord of creation, sing His praise again. said, let there be light. Right. Praise God. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Thank you all. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks to our stream team, to our AV folks, everybody who's been working so hard. I don't know what happened, but it happened. John came from behind the curtain, and there were lights there. They can do that. I don't care anymore. That's... Peace of the Lord be with you all. Wave around and share a, a germ-free sign of God's peace with those around you. God's peace. Let us sing again. Feed it. 
pray. Oh God, you are the source of life and the ground of our being. By the power of your spirit, bring healing to this wounded world and raise us to new life in your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The congregation may be seated. Our service continues now with the reading of the Holy Gospel. From the Gospel of St. Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 30th verse. And Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went along his way, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by him on the other side. And so likewise a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan... While traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. And he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds, and having poured oil and wine on them, he put them on his own animal, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will pay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think? was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers. And he said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said, go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. We continue this month talking about living in Jesus' neighborhood. 
Oh, who are the people in our neighborhood? You can hardly hear that without singing that song, right? From, remember this from Sesame Street? Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. Well, you can sing with this one now. This was a trip. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you see each day or whatever. Right, there's the walking down the street part. Right, as we spend some time this month thinking about living in Jesus' neighborhood, as we think about who are the people in our neighborhood, last week we started in our sermon on the Good Samaritan talking about the different people. What was maybe perhaps in the mind of the Levite as he made sure not to get too near to that Samaritan? We talked a little bit about the, the wounded man. Is who was, what was in the mind of the priest as he was trying to make sure he could fulfill his priestly duties and therefore didn't get too close to the blood and the guts and the stuff that was on the road there so he stepped away and then we talked about the Samaritan the one who in the parable represents the other the most other than you the disenfranchised the hated the folks who are always the enemies in every other story Jesus uses this Samaritan this other to be the model of what does mean to be a good neighbor Today, I want us to think about that Samaritan a little more. I found this, isn't this a beautiful, a beautiful picture? There's the Samaritan, you know, holding close this man who was wounded, who was traveling on this road where, where it was dangerous. I love the colors in this and the, the sun, it seems so bright. And there, you don't see them right away. You see the, the pink and the robes of the Samaritan there in the middle taking care of the injured man. You see his donkey. And you have to look a little bit deeper. I didn't even see them the first couple of times but that I saw the Levite and the priest sort of in the background walking away. And as we are oft want to do, looking over our shoulder, wondering and thinking. Now, here's what I know. You and I are different. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. And you and you are different. Right? And even if you're sitting, cuddling close to someone right now, you who you are with, you are different. Did you know that? Yeah, up north, when they think some things are not, maybe not so good, maybe they're bad, they say, oh, this is different. Some of us are more different than others. Right? There are some folks who are really different different right and sometimes that can be kind of fun and sometimes that can be a little scary or strange today we have this man this different person this good samaritan who goes to help the wounded man by the side of the road now as we are all different people we all have different resources right? The thing you love to do is maybe different than the thing your neighbor loves to do. Maybe during this coronation, you couldn't have asked for more than to be isolated in your own home with nothing but you and wheel of fortune to deal with. Maybe you more books in the last 10 weeks than, than other people have in their, in their lifetimes. Maybe you've enjoyed the quiet and the isolation and being at home was your thing. If that's you, you're probably not here with us this morning. You're probably at home watching this maybe on Facebook or even better yet, waiting a couple hours and watching it completely by yourself, right? For some of you, 
You parked as far as you could down the parking lot on your way to go get the few groceries you needed so that you could just walk and pass by and see as many people as you could. You wanted to see them and maybe not stand too close to them, but just close enough to feel like you were with people. I found myself missing sitting in the airport watching people walk by. Not because I wanted to talk to them, I just wanted to see them and wonder where they might be going. I found myself sitting in my car by myself more often in parking lots. I'm kind of like a creeper at the lake shore, right? Just watching people go by. I didn't want to be too close because I didn't want to infect or get infected, but I just wanted to be around people. Maybe some of you in this room had said, Forget it to the whole thing. You haven't worn a mask anywhere. You're, you're going to crawfish boils and inviting friends over and playing cards on Friday nights. That might be you too. We all have different resources and different needs in our life. I want us to spend a little bit of time thinking as we move forward in this world about the resources that you have. Because the Good Samaritan had particular resources. Right? This story only works if the Good Samaritan has the things he needs. He needs an animal to put the wounded man on, or otherwise he needs a strong shoulder to carry him on. Right? He needs to have some medical training right, to take care of those wounds, because if he didn't have that intellectual property, that medical training, if he didn't know how to put in a stitch, and instead he just poured dirt on it, well, that wouldn't help anything. He needed to have two days wages that he could give the innkeeper to say, here's the deposit on the hospital bill for this man. Take care of him. I'll be back to pay the rest because he had resources. When he got back, he needed to have time to stop in his busy schedule and care for the man by the side of the road and take him to the inn and make the arrangements and then go off on his business. He needed to have desire and passion and compassion and pity and time and resources and animal and all of those other things so that when he was done with his business in the city he could come back and make sure that the man was okay and take him for coffee or lunch or whatever would happen next to pay the hospital bill there in the inn and to send him off safely in his journey he probably would have had the resources to get him a cane if he needed one or or you know what i'm saying he had these resources And he was brought there by God just at the right time and in the right place. We're not going to talk about why the Levite and the priest missed the opportunity to serve. Because I bet there's times in all of our lives where we've missed the opportunity to serve. Right? I I can remember driving down the road. I was a new driver. I was maybe 16 or 17 years old and I was on my first long trip by myself. I was going a couple hours away and I was all by myself in the car and I wasn't really too sure. I was confident that I could drive and I knew how to turn the volume up on my radio, which are requirements when you're 16 or 17 and you're driving by yourself. And, but I wasn't sure of what else needed to be done. So I was, I was driving down the road. I was all by myself. I had the radio turned up and the windows down because that was better than air conditioning. And I saw a family on the side of the road and they had a flat tire and I drove right by them. And then I felt guilty for the next couple miles. Now, they weren't there when I came back. I assumed that they turned out okay. The family there, probably someone knew how to change a tire because someone changed the tire and they were on their way. But I felt guilty. Do you ever do that? 
where you have the resources, you could make the change, you could participate in making the world or that situation a better place, and yet you continue on your way. We're not going to deal with that too much because we all know opportunities missed, right? But I want us to think ahead about opportunities we can get in front of. What are the resources that you have right now today? What do you have uh, in your skill set, in your passion, in your heart, in your vocation or your technical training? What do you have that puts you in a place with all of these other people gathered here today so that we, as God's people, can get in front of the next thing that's going to happen with the resources we have so that we can make a change in the world? Are you with me so far? Because you're all different and we can't forecast who you are and how you work together in the kingdom of God. And we, all, we know you can't forecast who would have thought 10 weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, three months ago that we were going to take this much time off. That summer vacation was going to start in March. No one would have thought that. And yet, here, in our congregation, We had just what we need at just the right time. Can I tell you a story about Hosanna? Maybe you know the story already. At the beginning of the year, Steve Bean came to me and said, I have this idea that we should feed people. His passion and his skill set and who we are at Hosanna made it important for him to say, let's feed people. Let's feed people on Monday nights and let's make it free. Say, ooh. And with some volunteers... We started this, and we called it Hosanna Hot Meals, and we put some money in the budget to pay for it for a little while to see what would happen. And we started feeding with just a few people. There were a few people, right, Phyllis? Right? There were just a few people some of those nights, and and we fed them, and we fed them for free, and we kind of got the hang of it. And Steve got volunteers and people who were on board, and all of a sudden, week after week, we're feeding people, and sometimes it was as many as 40 or 50 people. And then what happened? COVID-19 happened. And in a matter of moments, because of the skill set of the volunteers... We were able to scale. We, I, didn't have, I had nothing to do with it. Our congregation was able to scale because of the resources we had. A feeding program that was feeding 40 or 50 people on a week to feed 500. Five. Right? 500 people. Because this was happening with the 40 and 50, I happened to be at a meeting and I was at a meeting and I met this woman named Pam from God's Unchanging Hands Feeding Ministry who was feeding 300 people in Covington, delivering food to people who didn't have resources for cars or transportation or food. She was feeding 300 people a week out of a kitchen about the size of this altar. I tell you the truth, there's a picture of me. I've got my hand on the, on the stove and my foot is in the refrigerator. Right? It was this tiny little place and she was just with donations and grant money and resources that she had able to find. She was feeding three and four hundred people a week. And I said, Pam, we've got resources. We've got a kitchen that's way bigger than your kitchen. Come to Hosanna. And so she started and she was here for one week on a Wednesday making food for hungry people in our, our neighbors, right? All people, God's people in our neighbor. Hood, she was feeding those people for one week before coronavirus happened. And all of a sudden, we were, Hosanna was feeding a 1,000 people a week with volunteers out of this kitchen that could have remained quiet. 
Absolutely, right? Friends, we could tell these stories about our congregation being in just the right place at just the right time. And I think, I believe, I trust in my heart that God has put just the right people in just the right place at just the right time in this place right now. And we have thrived through this time of coronavirus. And we will continue, God will continue to use us to proclaim the love of God to all people so they may know Jesus Christ, grow in faith and follow Christ, so they may know, grow and follow, so they may grow in discipleship, so they may be fed, so they may be clothed, so they may be loved in our community. God has put us together. And when I say us, I really mean y'all. And if I was a northerner, I'd just say you. You have the resources that God has drawn here right now. And next week when somebody comes and sits in that seat, God knew they were coming, right? What we need to do, what we're called to do is to live like like this Samaritan who doesn't become the good Samaritan until he opens up his life, his passion and his resources. He opens up his life to those around him. What I'm calling you to do, what God speaks to us in the answer of who is a good neighbor, the answer to the question of who is the good neighbor is the neighbor that gets involved. The neighbor that sees. The neighbor that stops and looks and listens and says, man, I don't know much about whatever John did to the wiring behind the curtain, but, but I know a lot about this other thing. Maybe I can use this resource with this resource. Or I don't know much about that, but I know that I have a passion for those or this. Friends, we, as we live in Jesus' neighborhood, as, a, as Hosanna Lutheran with a mission statement that says to proclaim the love of God to all people, God is giving us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to share what we've been given. Discovering, developing, and sharing our gifts is a spiritual practice. It's one way for us to grow stronger in our faith. See, I believe another parable Jesus tells us is that if we have these talents and we bury them in the ground and we're not good stewards of them, then they just sit there. But if we use them and we share them and we leverage them, then we're living the kingdom of God into being. I believe that just like 16-year-old me missed the opportunity to change a family's spare tire on the side of the road, I think the Levite and the priest in our story missed an opportunity to get to know this injured man. And who knows what came after that. For years and years and years, that image of me stopping on the side of the road, not stopping on the side of the road to help that family haunted me. Every time I would drive by somebody else parked on the side of the road. I was driving several years later. I was on my way from, where was I? I was on my way from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Detroit, Michigan. But I had to go through Chicago on the way because there's this lake. Right? So you have to kind of to do this and go around. And I was driving down the road and I saw this family with an RV and they were pulled off to the side of the road and they had a flat tire. I had time. I had the knowledge. I didn't need to be in Detroit for a couple more days. So I pulled off to the side of the road and I changed their tire for them and I met this family and they were on vacation. They were going to go onto some island and la 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 la, you don't care. Right? 
But I got to know these people, and I got back in my car, and I was feeling very self-congratulatory, as you do when you do good things, right? You feel good about doing good things. I decided that because I changed their spare tire, and it was hot, and I was on my way, and I was not in a hurry, I needed to stop and give myself an ice cream cone, right? So I, so I pulled off the next exit because I saw the golden arches on a big sign. I pulled off the side of the road, and I'm on my way into the parking lot, and there sitting in the parking lot are three young 20-year-olds all looking at a flat tire, and you could tell that there was not an app that was going to do what they needed to have happen with this tire. They didn't know what was, and they didn't know what to do. They weren't sure. And so I pulled alongside and I met these three and they were on their way to the water park, but they took the corner too fast because they weren't paying attention because the radio was turned up. I've gotten older. See, the radio was too loud. So they hit the curb as they went over and popped the tire and they didn't know what to do when they stood there looking. And, and I said, well, get all the junk out of your trunk because we need to get the thing and the thing and so and we did there together we changed our spare tires and i got ice cream cones for everybody and they went off to the water park see god puts us in places to do stuff and hosanna we've been in the right place and we're doing stuff we're living in god's neighborhood in a new way because the neighborhood has changed who are the people in our neighborhood well we know some of them it's the mailman and the milkman and all of that but we've got more to meet They might be different, and some of them are going to be really different, but we're going to meet the people in our neighborhood. We're going to use the resources that we have together as a congregation to continue to live the mission of God into being. Because the more our little piece of the world looks like Jesus' neighborhood, the more we know our people and share our resources and live in our gifts, the more we worship and and disciple and evangelize and fellowship and serve together, the more we do that, the more the world looks like Jesus' neighborhood. And the Jesus' neighborhood is the kingdom of God, surrounded by saints and sinners, living together for the good of all. Please pray with me. Holy Lord God, you've blessed us this morning with AV and with lights and technology. You've given us this day and AV team that had the resources, the skill set, oh Lord, to push just the right buttons at just the right time. Dear Lord, you've given us volunteers who rebuild stained glass and who open doors, who take temperatures. Dear Lord, you put people in jobs where they put little foil tops on little plastic cups so that we might share together Holy Communion. You've given us voices, oh Lord, to sing or to hum with all our hearts. You've given us Wi-Fi and stuff we don't even understand. Holy Lord God, give us boldness and courage and awareness of the world around us and self-awareness to know our own resources. As we ask you now, bless us, O Lord, with an opportunity to bring your kingdom into being. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, please let us stand.
Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Treasuring your promise to hear us when we call, we pray now for the church, for those in need, and for all of your creation. In this season of storms and flooding, O Lord, we pray that our neighbors and communities will be safe. And that we will stand ready to respond when disaster strikes and leave our neighbors vulnerable, grieving and wondering where to begin rebuilding their lives. We give thanks for the work we do together through Lutheran disaster response in bringing God's hope, healing, and renewal to people whose lives have been disrupted by disaster. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord God, we pray now for that stirring in our hearts, that wondering in our mind. As we think of our own lives, of our passions and our abilities, where we might best use our resources to serve those in your neighborhood. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord God, we pray for the sick, for the lonely and those that worry. We pray that they might find hope in you. And we pray for those, O Lord, who are caring for them now, who are bringing them uh, healing ministries, who are bringing them band-aids, who are caring for them, O Lord, with casserole dishes and soft cloths, who are learning languages so that they might better share your gospel. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord God, we continue to thank you for your ministry to us. Open our hearts and our minds, O Lord, so that we may see how our actions will win people over without our words. We long to be worthy ambassadors of this ministry, O Lord, you have entrusted to us that of proclaiming your love to the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All of these things and even more we ask in the name of our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Please, friends, be seated now for the offering. As you leave this physical space, you may leave your offering envelope, if you so wish, in the offering plate on your way out. If you would like to continue to give in another way, you can always text the one word, Hosanna Lutheran, to 77977. That's our text to give. If you're watching on Facebook or another stream, there's a donate button in one of these corners. Please click it, or you can go to our website, HosannaLutheran.com, and click donate there. Do we have an offering song? Okay. We'll take a moment now. So every Monday, this isn't in here, I'll just share. So every Monday I get an email from the text to give people. And they say, your weekly giving was, and it includes Sunday. It gives me all kinds of metrics of when this thing's. I just need to thank all of you so much uh, who have set up recurring giving. So even in this time of, of disaster and a time of summer vacation, your gifts continue to support our ministry. Did you know that Monday morning, or Monday just before lunch, we get more income on the text to give than even on Sunday morning? I think that must be because by Monday, people are so looking forward to the next Sunday worship. (laughs) They can't wait for the next Sunday to come. They're already thinking about it. That's why they're giving, right? (laughs) Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, the eyes of all wait upon you. And you open your hand in blessing. Fill us with good things at your table that we may come to the help of all in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord. Amen. As we listen to the radio or watch the news or read the newspaper, we're reminded of so much evil in the world. There is Satan's fingers in everything, even sometimes in tech stuff. But, but we see evils all around us. We're reminded then by shame and guilt in our own hearts and lives where we've missed an opportunity to stand up and say the right thing or to serve in one way or the other. Psalm 51 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my sin and cleanse me, for I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. We take a moment now to reflect upon our own sinfulness in this world and to plead for God's mercy. Psalm 103 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. 
as a called and ordained minister in the church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gathered at our Lord's table, our congregation remembers with thanksgiving that on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and broke it, gave thanks and gave it for his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after the supper, our Lord Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for his disciples, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Our Lord Jesus taught his disciples to pray, and we pray now our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We know and we believe that Christ is truly present here in, with, and under these simple gifts. The mystery of the bread and wine become his body and blood for us. Rest assured that God welcomes you at his table to know his presence and receive forgiveness and life. I encourage you, if you're part of our online community, to celebrate Holy Communion with the elements you have, with the people you have with you. And again today, as we finish our in-person service, you will receive one of these cups of bread and wine on your way out. Let's hear a communion.
Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. God of abundance with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. We hear now our sending song. Oh, let us do it. I search the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. to proclaim the love of God to all people so they may know Jesus Christ, grow in faith, and follow Christ. Let us go in peace. The Spirit sends us forth to serve. Thanks be to God.